Ready for the interview And if you get a cue Live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo Let's have a combo Say what you feel Be real, that's the motto Real talk pronto Doctor D, PhD Hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals yeah, I uh, it does take a long to get on, long time to get on, but it's great once you get on because then it's like three days later, it's out and we're pushing it and it's a whole deal. So it's awesome, man. Sounds good to me. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, happy to have you here. And, you know, I see all the Mets stuff up there, Bob. Yeah, and everyone's got a cross to bear. That's mine. I, I was a big Mets fan growing up. Huge Mets And what fan. happened? Well, I don't know. I Like after 86, I kind of dropped off from it. Oh, I mean, that's a nice life. That, that's a nice life. Huh? You just get, get right at the top and drop right <laughs> off. <laughs> My parents are we from have... New York. They're from Long Island. Okay. Okay. And, I'm uh... from Long Island originally. Okay. Okay. So they're from Hempstead. I'm Sayville. Okay. And so my dad Out. was a huge Mets. He still is huge. Giants. Islanders. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I was just back. Awesome. On the East Coast, I'm in Washington State visiting my parents. They're in Maryland now, but my dad's a monstrous like Giants fan. That's like his. Oh, me too. I'm a huge Giants fan. You, you got the Jets out there this week. <laughs> you got the, the Jets out there playing in, in uh, Seattle this week. But yeah, I'm a huge Giants fan. I'm thinking about maybe going to the game tomorrow. I haven't decided yet. Okay. If it's gonna rain, I might not. But you know, I'm yeah, that's what I do. Game. I'm a. What happened? It's a big game, man. No, it's yeah. a big yeah. Well, yeah, it is. It is a big game. It's for the play. I mean, you know, if they win, they're in the playoffs. So. Yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, my teams generally don't win much. So. <laughs> a long suffering fan, right? Long suffering, long suffering. It, it's it's, I, you know, and like I tell people, I go, I didn't choose to be a Mets fan because why would anybody ever choose this? You know, <laughs> it's but, you know, I love it. I'm a Giants fan, Rangers fan. I live and die with them. I basically I love my sports. I love my job and I love my wife. That's I mean, those are those are good things to be loving. You know, that's what it is. Man, well, we connected. I want to tell the audience we connected through Reddit actually a long time ago, and you were looking to get on to talk about your job as a corrections officer at Rikers Island, right? Yes, I am. Um, yeah, the sports is just my hobby. I have a podcast of sports. That that's my hobby. Um, my career is I'm a correction officer on Rikers Island. Um, I'm about to enter my eighth year on the job, and. I like to talk about it because most people don't know what we do. Most people have no idea what we do. They have no, they think a correction officer is, you know, walking up above the tier with a gun and they just really have no idea what the job is, the struggles we go through. Um, even in our own city here, even in New York, just yesterday I was in times square. I was going to try and get some, so I was looking for an NFL shop, but I wandered into one of the, uh, I love New York stores. They have a ton of FDNY, a ton of NYPD stuff, not a single corrections thing. We're just as much law enforcement as they are. Now I get why they do that because people come from out of play, out of state, out of country, and they buy the, the FDNY, they buy the NYPD. So they're moneymakers for the city. That's also why we get ignored somehow with the budgets too. Because if you're going to say you're going to put $10 million into the corrections department, people don't see that. If you don't go to jail or you don't work in jail, you're not going to see where that money's spent. So it almost is like, why are we spending money there? Why are we doing this? So I like to try and get the word out, you know, just kind of let people know we're here. We do what well, the job we do is a, it's a tough job. I'm not a big, as you can see, I'm not a big guy. I'm not fighting anybody. 
they try to fight you. Yeah, I have been assaulted. Um, I use my OC, which is my pepper spray. That is, uh, you know, that works like a charm. Yeah. I, you know, I use that as much as possible if I have to. And th that's pretty much it. I actually, as crazy as it sounds, I love the job. I love the job. Man, that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I want to talk to you because I was like, I love going behind the curtain of a variety of places, you know, because it's really everything is based off of what you see and is what you see the accurate depiction of something. And in this case, what do most of us on the outside see? We see a documentary about prison or we hear about it from another source, but we're not hearing it directly from the source for that. So what do people say to you when you say you're a corrections officer? What's their impression of your of your work? Um, for the most part, people are generally nice. Thank you for your service. I do yeah. get that. But I know that they say that to me. They're not going to say, you know, I know what people really do. They, you beat up the inmates. Mm. You do. You know, it, um, you guys are lazy. And listen, we work 20 two years ago during the pandemic. We work in 20, 23 hours. Every day. Whoa. I still right now, I still right now work 16 hours almost every day. It's doubles every day. It's forced wow. overtime. You do your eight hour tour. And then what it is, is you get stuck. It's forced overtime. You'll be walking out and I'll be like, no, no, I need you to go here. Because now in the jail, you need a, an officer on every housing area, every unit. Okay. So if I bang in sick to work, someone's got to cover the post that I was supposed to work. Now, if you have a, a neighborhood, right? And let's say there's three cops that patrol the neighborhood. One of them calls in sick. The other two can kind of cover it. Go, you know, go answer calls over there, patrol over there every once in a while. We got to be there all the time. These guys are, are cutting each other. Um, they're hanging up, which is uh, hanging themselves. They, they're, they're doing drugs. Someone's got to be on that post to watch them. So it's forced overtime. For my first, uh, I guess, six years, I worked the midnight tour. The midnight tour is like a skeleton crew because you kind of you don't need escorts taking people here and there. You're coming on in the morning. It's the busiest tour. So I would get stuck for overtime every day. My first uh, just for a quick example, when I started the job, it was like the salary was like forty two thousand to start. Right. Yeah. My first year, I made 80 something thousand dollars. Right. And people are like, oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, it's great, but it's not great because it's double the amount. Like, you don't want to make double your salary. That's too much. It's blood money. Yeah, it's blood money. We don't get meal breaks. I very rarely get a meal break. Very rarely. I'll go, you know, 16, 17 hours with no meal break. Um, the cell doors, for the most part, now they are fixing it now. The cell doors don't lock. Mm. They're, bro they're broken. What? The way I, the way I describe Rikers Island, oh yeah, the way I describe <laughs> Rikers Island to people when they say, how is it? What is it like in there? I say, um, have you ever seen the show Locked Up Abroad? Yes. You know, where a girl, a girl goes on vacation, she spends all money, she puts a bunch of cocaine in her stomach to get money and gets caught in some third world country and goes to prison there. Rikers is worse. No. Worse. Oh. Yes. Um, when it rains outside, it rains inside. There's no air conditioning. Oh. So in the summer, it's brutal. It's brutally hot. And now these guys are already upset. They're in jail. They're already uh, problematic people. Now it's 100 degrees. They get to walk around with no shirt on, you know, because they're the, they're the inmates. I have to wear my vest, my slash vest. 
my my shirt. You know, we, we got basically the same uniform as the NYPD. You know, the shirt, the the vest, the pants. It's hot in there, and that's what I'm saying. People don't see see that we do this. Like you could hear even like me telling you, you could hear 18 hours, and it's and you'll say like, oh wow, that's terrible. No meal break, 18 hours, right? But it's different if you see it. Now I say like this to people. I say, imagine you were walking. Uh, down the street and there's a like a, a bench and there's a police officer and he's kind of like this and he's falling asleep he's like you know like that you go up to him you say hey how you doing you all right and he goes yeah, yeah yeah i'm okay i'm okay just i've been here for 16 hours the captain just called said i gotta hold it down for another two i just i haven't eaten or anything I, i'm tired man i've done this three days in a row you're gonna go what are you gonna do you're gonna go across the street and get him a sandwich and then you're gonna go probably call the news Nobody sees us. We see you. We see us. Gets to a point sometimes where inmates will be like, yo, you, you're still here? Wow. Oh, man, you, you want something? You want some chips or something? Yeah. It's like that. And then that's why I like to get, oh, sorry. That's why I like to get my story out. Yeah. Our story out. Because people should know. You know, people got to know, like, we're, we're, not bad, we're not bad people. We are law enforcement. I have a firearm. I, can't, not, not, I don't have a fire. They also think you have a firearm in jail. Yeah. No firearm in jail. No firearm in jail. Wow. Absolutely not. Because it's me and 50 of them. They want to take that firearm. They'll take that firearm. Yeah. At any point, they can come and take over and, you know, jump me. But, you know, like I said, for the most part, and I'm, and listen, this is Rikers Island is just a jail. Rikers Island is just the local jail. It just happens to be the local jail in the biggest city in the world. So what it is, is like they're all detainees. They're awaiting trial. And, you know, a lot of them are in there for bad stuff. We get we get famous people that come in. Whoever gets arrested in New York City comes in and sees us. And there's also it's not one jail. There's like eight jails on Rikers Island. So it's a, it's a, just a big jail facility. So and, I, and listen, I'm a, I'm a liberal. I'm a Democrat. I'm a you know I'm a government. I'm a union government employee. So that's yeah. basically the definition of a Democrat. Right. A lot of people I work with are not. They're Republicans. I, I don't understand it. Um, because <laughs> yeah, you know, they think that that. Oh, the Democrats hate police. Listen, I, I tell them, I go, listen, nobody, no reasonable person, Democrat, Republican, hates police. Right. Nobody does. No reasonable Agreed. person. <laughs> no reasonable person does. Okay. But if you want to be realistic, you're a union government employee. You're right. Democrat. But you right. know, I digress with that. But um, but yeah, it, it's crazy in there. Like I said, I just like I like people to get to know to to know what's going on in there, and know that we are law enforcement. And we have it that we patrol the toughest, the toughest precinct in New York City, Rikers Island. It's amazing. You know, it's in this day and age, we know the importance of sleeping well, eating well, all these different things. But this is counterintuitive. It's how can you be effective, like your most effective version of yourself at a job when you're completely exhausted? You're not. You're not. Right. But the answer is you're not. Um, it's hard. You, we get now you got to get used to it as yeah. bad as it is. Um, if you look at the statistics, correction officers are one of the jobs where people will die earliest. Now, a lot of people stress it. They stress over stuff that, that really, I'm, I'm a very easygoing person. I don't stress stuff. I'm a, I, I, listen, I get what the job is that I'm doing. People will be like, Oh, you know, I'm not staying today. They stuck in me. They're sticking me for overtime. I've done overtime two days in a row. Listen, you knew coming onto this job that there was overtime. Anything that's open 365, 24-7, and you need every post covered, there's going to be overtime. Yeah. 
just that's just the, the even if let's say we have enough staff to cover the whole thing, right? And then there's there's an assault, an inmate gets stabbed, and another officer calls in sick, and another officer uh, gets hurt on the job. This guy's got to go in a hospital run. There's going to be holes that they got to fill. So there's always going to be some overtime. Some people like the overtime. I like the overtime. It's a good job. The money is good. We make good money. I will get to stop working one day. That's why I took this job. Right. Because I get to stop working one day and I get a check for the rest of my life. Right. The pension. I get a pension. I get my pension is great. I get is 50% it 20 years? of my 20 years. 20 years. It's yeah. actually 22 and a half now, but okay. yeah, 20 years. But yeah, 22 and a half. And you know, you hear a lot from the from officers and stuff like this they, they don't care about us. This job don't care about us. Listen, no job cares about you. <laughs> you want to you want to go sit in an office? With a couple of women, True. they all hate each other. You know, you know how office politics are. They all hate each other. You get your $500 Christmas bonus. You get your $54,000 a year. You'll get your week's vacation and you'll work forever. Yeah. Me, I got to do my 22 years. 20 years sounds daunting, but it's really not. Because I just went to my, what, 20? I went to my 20th high school reunion two years ago, two, three years ago, something like that. I, can't, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, man, it feels like just yesterday we were in high school. <laughs> right. So it goes by. Day by day, it's slow. It's hard. I worked yesterday. I worked uh, yesterday, uh, two days ago, actually, 6 a.m. to 8 o'clock at night. I went to Bellevue on a hospital run. Or, you know, it, it's hard. But it's, but it's a good. And, you know, if you want to do that, you want to work an office job, go ahead. I tell them. Yeah. Go ahead. But you, you don't know what you have. And so the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Most definitely. I mean, there's there's a few jobs still out there that have a pension, like oil refinery workers and things like that. You know, they're doing a similar thing where they're obviously obviously it's a different job, but they're working for that 20 to not have to work anymore. Type of thing. Yeah, there's there's not many jobs that there, there's no. not many. Of them. There used to be all of them. It used to be it like used the airlines had pensions. Yeah. They all they all had pensions. Now, it, now it's not. I mean, listen, and I get the benefits. My benefits are the best benefits you could have. Okay, they're the best benefits out there. I go, I go to anything happens. It's like fifty dollars at the at the doctor. That's amazing. And people don't understand that. Like a lot of them are young. I wish I came on the job at twenty one. Right. Like I was allowed to. I'd, I'd be, you know, I'd yeah, be done out already. the door pretty soon. <laughs> I'd be, uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, you know, I'd have my three stripes on my arm. I'd be yeah. sitting in some cushy post. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be hanging out doing nothing, you know. And there's a lot of there's a lot of sitting around at that my job. They don't pay yeah. you for what you do. They pay us for what might happen. What might happen. That's yeah. why we get big money because things do happen. I, like I said, I, I got my nose broken. I'm not a oh, fighter. Yeah. I'm not fighting. These kids, they'll say all the time, Yo, why don't you, you just going to spray me? Why don't you fight me? Because I'll lose. That's why I'll, I'm not fighting. Very realistic about this. Yeah. I'm a 40 year old man. I'm not fighting people. We live in a civilization. Stop. Yeah. You know, you're just going to spray me. Yeah, I'm going to spray you. And then they'll even say, You tough like this in the town? No, no. no. Because I don't have a button where I can press and people are coming to save me. I don't have the OC spray. No, I'm not trying to be tough. You know, I, I just want to pay my bills. I'm here to do a job. That's it. I got nothing against you. And 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 they, they all think I'm racist. Like, I'll walk in and it's like, oh, oh really? you're racist. Donald Trump. Yeah, I'm like, listen, first of all, I did not vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> Second of all, I am the least racist person that you would possibly. I, I, there are some things I just don't understand in 2023. I don't understand how there's still racism yeah. and I don't understand how there's like homophobia, right? Like racism. We figured out all a long time ago. Okay. A long time ago. We are exactly the same. Someone's got more pigment in their skin, whatever mm -hmm. it is. 
homo listen there's gay people it's 2023 there's gay people out there get over it get if over you're it. gay if you're not gay whatever who cares you know and and they'll and their kids i work with the young adults so they're like 18 to 21 oh they're they're, they're a nightmare oh what's the biggest the- issue with them they just have nonstop. And well, think about it. They have nonstop energy. They never stop. Right. Um, think about it. Me and you, right? We're regular, we're law-abiding people. Yeah. When we were 19, 18, we were jerks. <laughs> right. Right. You were you were a jerk. Right. You were you not that intelligent it. either. I mean, <laughs> you thought you knew it all. You yeah. thought you were right all the time. That's you were true. a jerk. These guys are the same way, but they're like hardened criminals. Yeah. Gang members. They all carry guns. And I try and tell them, I go, listen, you wanted to carry a gun? That's your right as an American citizen. But don't carry an illegal gun in New York. It's the wrong place to be carrying an illegal gun. We are tough on guns here. Go down to Texas. You could put a machine gun on your back and go walking (laughs) through Walmart. That's true, man. No problem. No permits, nothing. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, they think they got it all figured out. And, like, you know, they're all rappers. They all want to be rappers, which is fine. I wanted to be a baseball player. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to be a, you know, I, I wanted yeah. to be a, I went to school for broadcasting. Right. You know, it, it, so we all, I get that. That's cool. You want to be a rapper. And then, then, but stop trying to get rich quick. I said, I go, yeah. nobody's getting rich. None of us are getting rich out here. None of us. <laughs> I go, get, get a good job, pay your bills, have a couple extra bucks to go out to dinner, have a couple of bucks to pay for, uh, for a nice house. And that's it. Stop trying to get rich quick. So are you having meaningful a, conversations with, with inmates? It oh, yeah, yeah, like? yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, you develop relationships with them. Yeah, okay. Because I'm with them every day. Yeah. Now, it's a it's a very fine line. They, they, no Inmates are not your friends, ever. Some people blur the line. Listen, they're not your friends. But of course I have relationships with them. I'm there sometimes every day with them. 16, 17 hours a day, I'm with them when I'm with my wife sometimes. So I'm with them all the time. So you do develop a... a a working relationship yeah. and they start, they get with the program. You know, they try to be tough. They try to intimidate you. You just gotta, you know, it was not fake it till I make it. Like I said, I'm not tough at all. I'm just a, you know, a skinny. Well, not as skinny as I used to be, but <laughs> you know, I'm it, just a, you know, regular guy. I'm just not fighting guy. you. Yeah. Like just the other day, the guy was like, what would you do if when you left, I, you got shot. I was like, I'd probably die. Cause that's what <laughs> happens when you get shot. Right. You know, that's what happens. And they're like, oh, you know, they have no response to that because I'm like, how do you respond if you're not used to that type of what do you want me to say? Like, what happens if I set someone up and you get shot when you leave here? And I said, I'm going to murder your family. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, listen, are we you're going to murder my family, my whole family, because I closed your cell. Let's think about this for a second, man. You're going to murder my family because I closed your cell door. Are we like. And they'll start laughing and they'll be like, yeah, he's right. What is he talking? Yeah. And like they I'm very sarcastic. Yeah. I can be an asshole. I can be okay. Like <laughs> I can be I can be a, a you know, but yeah. You know, they end up liking me. They usually do end up like me. I'm fair. I try to be fair. Yeah. You know, I try to just do my job. Be fair. Listen, I can't have you in the cell five of you in the cell. Because God forbid something happens in the cell. Now you sue the city. And we lose vacation days. But like I said, it, it's a good job. I have unlimited sick days. Um, if I get hurt on the job, if you get hurt on your job, let's say at a, a store, an office, you'll say you get hurt, you break your leg. You go out on disability. Disability is like a third of your payment. Yeah. If I get hurt on my job and I go out, I get full salary as long as I'm out. So there are good benefits to it. 
And I try to tell people that that's what the city does. That's the city caring for you. You know, what do you want? What did you think this job was going to be? You know, it's not a safe place. Jail is not a safe place. So are there discussions between correctional officers about the reality of the job? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like any job, you know, oh, a PD gets this, PD gets yeah. that. I, no. Listen, go talk to a cop. Go stop a cop. Go ask him. He's got he'll sit there and complain to you about his job for four hours. Go stop this. Go go talk to uh, the center fielder on the Mets. He'll complain about his job, about something. It is what it is. Listen, yeah. just no, no, nothing's perfect. But like they'll be like, oh, our union's terrible. Listen, the union is not terrible. We are the, the second highest paid correction officers in the country. We get unlimited sick days. I get 28 days vacation a year. I get a pension. I get the best benefits. Yeah. Is it, is it a hard job? Yeah, it is. And it is hard and it's stressful. We, we die early. Most of them. Yeah. A lot of us, we just lost an officer the other day. We, I lost two, a, a girl officer died. Heart attack. An officer that I used to work with a couple months ago, heart attack. He didn't even make it to his pension. Wow. And to me, that's the saddest thing because that's what we're working for. I'm working for the pension because yeah. now like when I'm, and then, like I said, some of these kids will get all, get get their pension at forty three years old. That's incredible. They're gonna be getting a sixty seventy thousand dollar pension for the rest of their life at forty three years old. Wow! Like imagine that. I'd be done already. Right? Yeah. What an idiot I was. Well, you think like in comparison, take... maybe you know when you don't, you're not used to what is actually happening in other environments. They're like the railway workers, right? They're like dying to get two days off. You know, exactly. Like, Exa exactly. Twenty eight days off. <laughs> twenty eight like, days off. Twenty eight you know? days off. Yeah, it, and and like people and and listen, we're civil civil service. It it kind of breeds laziness. And the way I mm -hmm. I explain it to people is, I have no boss. Okay, if I come in late, let's say three days in a row, I fill out my late slip. I give it to the captain. They 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 deduct whatever time it is for my for my pay, or for my comp time. Right, the captain can't be like, all right, you know what, you do this tomorrow. You come in late tomorrow, you're fired. No. She's not my boss. She's my supervisor. She's not my boss. Okay. There's also no, there's really no like stuff we have to do. Like there's a loose guidelines that we have to follow. Basically don't, don't make sure anybody's dead. No dead bodies on your post. You got to keep these guys alive because it's care, custody, and control. That's what a correction officer does. Care, custody, control. And so you, do you see people all the time? They'll be like, captain will tell them to do that. I ain't doing that. That's not my job. And it's the same people that are like, oh, this job sucks, man. This job's like, well, yeah, why don't you go to that office gig and try telling your boss, I ain't doing that. That's not my job. Come in late every day this week. See how see what he says. Yeah. They'll just fire you. They'll fire you. You, know, you can't get fired. It's a whole process with the union they have to go through. Yeah. You know, and then there's a lot of contraband in there, too. People are bringing stuff in. Uh, officers, civilians, it comes in through the mail. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of drugs. Yeah. There's a lot of drugs in there that that, and like, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll a lot of drugs. These guys, I'll watch these guys, and you know how the Cash App, you know Cash App, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Cash App is the official currency of jail. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. So here's how it goes. Here it is. You're in the house next to me, right? You have, let's say, you're we're both inmates. You're in the house next to me. You're selling drugs. I want to buy drugs, so I'm yelling through the vents or out the window. Hey, I want this. I want this. What's your cash app? You yell the cash app over. I get on the phone to my girlfriend. Yeah. 
She sends the money to your girlfriend. You confirm that the money was sent and then the drugs get, get sent over. Wow. Cash app is I've never seen cash app used so much. And these guys have a, have a lot of things in there. They give them tablets. They have tablets. Um, you know, they're not like iPad, but they, they have like their podcasts on them. I had to look yeah, to see. Yeah. I was like, is my podcast on it? And people get upset about that. Like, oh, they give them they're giving them these tablets and they have they have a uh, video game. They'll, they'll have like a PlayStation. But and yes, I get it. You, you don't want them to have that stuff right. because you, you they're bad people. You know, whatever. But they the kids also, what are you going to do? Right. It keeps them busy. There's nothing to do in there except cause trouble. They cut each other. They cut each other. They call it, um, they call it shoot. Oh, I shot you. They cut, yeah. like, cut their face. Like they, and I'm like, what are you doing? Cutting someone's face like that? Like, come on. You're 19. Why? Because he's in another gang. These guys will be right. on the, the gates talking for days. I'll watch them talk. Good friends. They'll talk about high school that they went to together. That gate gets open by accident. They're going to kill each other. Dang. For no reason. Other than that, because the gangs, it's all gangs. Yeah. In there too. It's all oh, gangs, man. which what is stupid. What about the rehabilitation yeah. programs? There's, is there anything like that? There is. Educational there is. I mean, listen, it's it. There's 80 percent. Um, the recidivism rate is 80 percent. Yeah. Which to me is absurdly I high. I agree, man. Absurd. Because it's Crazy. it's trash. It's trash. And these people, they'll be walking around. They'll be like, yo, this jails for the birds. This is trash. I'm like, well, then don't come back. Get out there and get yourself a job. Okay. D -d -d just again, you're not going to get rich. So stop trying to get rich. And even if you do, I, I explain, I try to explain to them. I'll be like, let's say you become a very successful drug dealer. H hundreds of thousands, big money, this and that. What are you going to do? I go, you can't buy a house. I go, and they're like, yeah, but I buy, I buy a house. I go, okay, here's what's going to happen. You're going to buy a house. Okay with your cash. The next day, the IRS is going to knock on your door. The guy's going to have a piece of paper. He's going to say, sir, here, um, it says here you made $0 in the last six years. How'd you, how'd you buy this $350,000 house? Where'd you get the money? Where's our cut? That's right. And they're like, uh, uh, I'm like, and I go, do you know how to launder money? And they're like, well, no, you don't know how to launder money because you're a 19 year old <laughs> kid. So stop. All right. So stop. So go get a job. And they did, they don't know. And I tell them all the time, I go, it's, it's not about how much money you have. It's about how much money you can borrow in life. That's what life is. Yeah. Even Bill Gates isn't paying full cash for his, for his house. He's putting 10, it's a $10 million house. He puts 2 million down. He borrows 8 million, pays it back at a hundred thousand dollars a month. And that $8 million that he saved is working for him, making him money. I said, I can go buy a Porsche today. After this show, I'll go, I can go right. get a Porsche. Okay, I put the money down. I go get a Porsche. I look rich driving down the street. I'll have to live in the Porsche, and I will, you know. But I can have it. I can look rich driving sure. down the street. It'll look good. You know, the women will think I got a Porsche, and they don't know what real money is. They'll be like, oh, "I'll give you ten thousand dollars to bring in some cigarettes." I'm like ten thousand dollars? What am I going to do with ten thousand dollars? Like, yo, no, no, ten bands, bro. I'll give you ten bit. No, ten thousand dollars. What? Give up this job? These twenty-eight vacation days and this right. uh, hundred some thousand dollars and then my pension. I go ten thousand dollars. You guys, that's not even real money. You know, they don't they don't understand money. Sure. They all deal with cash. So. You know, it, it, it's sad. And some of them didn't stand a chance, you know. So it is right. sad. Some of them are good kids. Some of these kids have ruined their lives already. They're, they're facing 25 years. They're in, you know, they're, they're 19 years old. Man. And you try to look at the bright side. You try to be like, listen, do you think I'm an old man? And they'll be like, wow. Some of them are like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. screw you. But some of them will be like, no, nah, you're not that old. 
I go, well, even if you get these 20 years, you're going to be my age. I'm not old. I, I hope I'm not old. I still have a life ahead of me. <laughs> so you would, you could still have a life just, you know, and they think that like, they don't understand the process. You, you really do see how important it is to have that everybody gets legal representation in this right. country. They don't understand. They don't understand what bail is. A lot of them think, oh, I'm bailing out. I'm out of here. No, bail is just, you're waiting your trial outside. You know, you, you, you're still, or they'll be like, I have a paid lawyer. That's a big thing. I'm going home. I got a paid lawyer where there's no video of the crime. And I'd say to them, I go, you know what? I go, if I, if I didn't shoot this person that I'm being accused of, you know what I would hope there was video because I'm not on it. Right. I'm not on the video, you know? So it, it, it's sad in some respects, but they're also, you know, some of them, they're very violent. Well, it's, uh, it's difficult too. in that, like you said, some of them don't stand a chance and it's, goes back to kind of the the origin story of all people it's where were you born into and then who are the people around you and then the choices you start making in that environment it's uh it's a very difficult thing to overcome sometimes you know yeah it's all economics and i tell them i go listen i go racism there is racism of course there's racism um it gets a little better i like to think that racism gets a little better with each generation yeah and and the story i tell them i go listen there's not people walking around in white hoods Right. burning crosses okay it's just not that's not the racism anymore i say like when my grandmother my grandmother clearly as every person most people's grandmother of the, the one that were white is racist okay they were racist though i don't want black people moving on my block right okay my mother is also a, a less of a, that generation is less racist that's right they were more like and i even asked i told my mom this and she got annoyed I was like, you're racist. She's like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I go, okay. So here I go. What if I brought home a black woman and said, this is who I want to marry? She said, don't put, I would be happy for you as long as you loved her. And that's who you want to be with. Okay. And then she paused a minute. She goes, but it's like, you mean black grandkids? I go, there it is. There ah, it is. That was the one. There's the racist. There's yeah. your racism. That's your racist. Yeah. You know, you're not saying it. You don't. Now my, this generation is more institutional racism. Okay. Yeah. Inside the jail, it's about 80 I'd say eight out of 10 are either black or Hispanic. Right. Okay. Right. Now it shouldn't be like that. It should kind of be the demographics of the city. There's no reason what you tell me white people are not committing crimes. Cause we right. are, of course they are. Of course they are. It shouldn't be eight out of 10 are minorities inside jail. It shouldn't be like that. It's an economic thing. You know, they want fast money because they don't have money. They, know, they don't know yeah. what money is. I didn't have money. My parents didn't have money, but we lived on Long Island. They had, you know, they had bank accounts and stuff. And it's it's sad. And I, I I try to tell them, you know, because when you talk to them, you really sometimes you'll see them joking around and fake wrestling and stuff. So they are kids. Yeah. You know, and Pete, so I, I try, but I don't think I really get through it. I don't think it's hard to get through to them, you know, when that's yeah. all they know. Some of them just it's part of the rite of passage of growing up to go to jail. Wow. Man, you know, imagine that. Imagine that's it just uh, get through this. We all got to do this once in our life. Ugh. Like you'll see that on the visit floor and you're like, what? What do you mean? Like, and I tell people you wouldn't survive five minutes. Even you, I don't know you from a hole in the wall, except for this. You wouldn't make it five minutes. <laughs> I, I know that about myself. It's definitely. I'm telling you. I'm not an I'm idiot about you. myself. I, I'm very realistic <laughs> like you. I'm just like, listen, yeah. I'm not fighting anybody. I'm not trying no, like, it's just not my thing. I get punched in the face. It hurts not... when you get punched in the face. Well, here's a, here's a question. So this, this I think would be really interesting is like, I'm sure you're watching, you know, media and TV and shows and documentaries. 
how unrealistic are the media portrayals of jail and corrections officers and wardens and things of that nature? Um, I would say half and half. I would say about something like, like law and order. Not bad. Okay. You know, not bad. It's not bad. And I'll tell you what, they watch law and order in there all the time. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now it's different when they get to, pre- like I said, Rikers Island is a different animal. A lot of people go there and they act up in there and they act like they do in there because it's like when in Rome type of situation, yeah. you know, my buddy, my actually, actually my co-host on my show, he works at the jail out in Long Island. Okay. The Riverhead jail. He's a nurse out there. So we sometimes will, some people will get transferred over there. Just they'll take him if we're overcrowding or whatever it is. So he had a guy come in middle of the night into his intake and he's, and he's yelling, he walks into the intake and he's, he's yelling, whoop dee whoop dee you know, the, whatever the gang signs that uh-huh. the gang calls and it's three in the morning screaming and yelling. And the guys were like, yo, shut up, bro. We're trying to sleep. This isn't Rikers Island mm. is what they said to him. So Rikers is a different animal. And when you go upstate, it's even more different. Like these, uh, from what I understand, these guys are like, oh, they, they ain't going to act like this upstate. They ain't going to act like this upstate. Like I said, the cell doors don't work. Here. A lot of times they kick the doors open. They get, I mean, they, they're fixing them. They're fixing them now, but I couldn't believe it. I said, I, come on. Crazy. Like it's jail. The one thing that you would expect to work in jail that has to work. It's a, it's <laughs> a lock is a lock. Let's come on. Let's get something right here. You know? And it's just the place is falling apart when people when they, they try to, you know, they're going to replace Rikers. And a lot of the officers are like, oh, they're going to replace Rikers. I was like, please. Yes. How nice. Would, how nice. Would the, how nice would it be to have air conditioning or a new building? New cells that work, not the, the boards that we open the cells on to be like, look like they were dug out of an archaeological dig. Wow. But I'll believe it when I see it because they've been closing Rikers Island, closing Rikers Island since me and you, are, our yeah. parents were, were our age, you know. So I'll believe it when I see it. Wow, that's that's. But crazy. yeah, but TV, TV gets it right sometimes. They get somewhat right, you know. Sometimes it's it's like anything else. It's sure. I didn't see Orange Is the New Black, but I heard that somewhat. I did see Oz. Yeah. And I back Oz. in the day, and and Oz, you know, that had Stabler as an inmate there. Yeah. <laughs> but Oz was pretty good. Um, you know, it's a violent place. You got, you got the inmates run the show is there's 50 of them. So they'll, they'll walk, a guy will walk in and they'll tell me straight up. They'll be like, nah, he's, he's no good here. He's, he can't live here. Well, they'll pack him up and they'll put him on the gate. They'll put his stuff on the gate and they'll be like, he's got to go. They'll come up to me. Sometimes they'll be like, listen, he's got to go. Otherwise we're going to take care of it. Wow. You know, they all have weapons. They all have weapons. That's Um, yeah, they all have weapons. Everybody, like you'll see, you'll watch a video and a fight will break out, and you'll see the guys reaching into their pants, which is the into their, you know, their their behind or whatever, and pulling out their weapons. It's crazy. That's why I. That's why I'm not fighting you too, because I'm not. I don't have my weapon is the spray. I'm gonna spray. It works yeah. like a charm. You know, I got sprayed in the academy, and that's why they spray you. So I know how bad it is. You know, yeah. You know, because because when you spray, I like I will usually throw up on the floor. Cause it's like, it, it's not like a straight, straight line yeah. spray. It's like a, just airs out the room. And they, you know, that, that's why it works. And I tell the officers get scared because the inmates, when you like say, Oh, I'm going to spray you. They're like, you spray me. I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to break your jaw. No, you're not. Right. It's not. Some shit, no, you're not. It hurts yeah. to say it hurt. Doesn't hurt you any less. Cause you're crip. Okay. It hurts the same. 
And they sprayed me. And I know that I tell these officers to use it. Don't be afraid to use it. You can write yourself out of it. You know, I got 40,000 in student loans that say I can write myself out of any of this stuff. Haven't paid them back in two years because, you know, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, um, but yeah, like, I'm like, just write, you know, you, it's a lot of writing. You, you got to be a strong writer. Yeah. Because you got to write what happened. You do. You got to write what happened. And there's cameras. There's cameras. A lot of officers don't like the cameras. Mm-hmm. Oh, these cameras. Listen, the cameras are, the, are there. They're the there. cameras are just a part of life. They're there. They're everywhere. I mean, literally everywhere you know, outside of jail, everywhere. inside of jail. I mean, yeah, you can't even commit crimes these days. Like, why, why would you commit crimes? Because there's always a trail of video evidence by, by citizens or yourself. Always. <laughs> Listen, you if you the only way to the only way I can think of to ever possibly get away with murder would be just to kill a, a completely random stranger out of nowhere with no help from anybody. And you got maybe a 30 percent chance of getting away with it. Right. Because if you kill, there's too much evidence and stuff. Forget it. There's too much. And the you phone, know how to write. And I t- the phone always I, gets people because they yeah. ding the tower that you and they see all your texts and people never think yeah. about that stuff. You know? I said, you know who had it right? You know, what? this sounds morbid, but you know who had it right? The Beltway Snipers. Uh, remember them back yeah, in the I day? Remember that they I were picking remember. people off at gas stations in Baltimore. Yeah. And everyone was looking for the white van because three people saw a white van because there's white vans everywhere. Yeah. But even they got caught. And it was like a guy in upstate New York, John Lee Malvo or something. And 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 his stepson, like even they got caught. The guy that blew himself up in Cincinnati or something on Christmas Day, blew his trail, his uh, Winnebago to smithereens, a million pieces. They had no idea who it was. Three days later, they found out who it was. It's too good. Science is too good. They get you. It's too good. Don't commit crimes. Don't <laughs> commit crimes out there, people. Don't commit <laughs> crimes, people. I always say that to people too. I'm like, you're not gonna like get away with it. Like it's like very rare. The instance. I mean, you're gonna go like leave the country and they extradite people. I mean, they get they're gonna get you. That, <laughs> they're like, I'm like, where are you gonna go? They go, I'm gonna go to Canada because Canada doesn't want you up there if you commit if you, you committed murders. And they they seem to think that there's a uh, with the uh, the Commonwealth. I get this all the time, and I, yeah. I I always tell them, I'm like, you're wrong. They're like, we well, just gotta make it to a Commonwealth state, and you're good. And I'm like, no, like, so Massachusetts, like, if you make it to Massachusetts, you good. They don't, they don't send you back. I go, listen, think about that. Does that make any sense to you? Does it make you think Massachusetts is going to be like, oh, you could, they want the murderers from New York right. running there. No, they ain't said, why, why would they not send you back? Why would the people of Massachusetts not want to send you back? If you killed someone in New York and they're just going to let you walk the streets of Boston. Yeah. No, of course not. Even Mexico, the only place that won't send you back is a place that doesn't have death penalty. And we, and we are going to put you to death. And you know what? We work out a deal with them where we just give you life in prison. Yeah. And there's not many even countries like that. And they're not around here. These guys never been off their block, let alone to another country. Right. This is Rikers Island is the biggest field trip they've ever taken in their life. As sad as it is, a lot of them, that's the furthest away from home they've ever been. That's great. So, you could almost say like their environment growing up was almost a prison in itself. But just didn't yeah. look at it that way, you know. Yeah, and that's why I say it's an economic thing. Like you know, their mother, even let's say their mother was working hard, their father was working hard. Let's say they were even both there. They worked long hours to do the right thing, put food on the table, do the right thing. These kids would be in, you know, let's say they're in the the projects and and yeah. they see the fast money. Their mother might not have had extra money to buy Jordans, okay? And the kid, and when you're ten years old, you don't understand that. All you know is, James. Uh, Jimmy has Jordans. I want Jordans. Why can't I get them? 
So what happens is the guy outside that's selling drugs comes up and he's like, yo, hey, listen, I, I understand. You want those Jordans, bro? I got them for you here. Take these bags. Go go stand over there. When I'm going to send people to you, just give them one of them. And that's it. Now you're in. Now you're in. Because you got a couple hundred bucks from this guy. He gave you all this money. Your mother can't give you that money, even though she's doing the right thing. Yeah. She can't afford the Jordans or the, the, the new video game. And now they're hooked. Now they think, oh, it's fast money. Now, now it's all fast money. They want to work for money. Right. And then uh, I try to tell them, I'm, they're like, oh, I'm getting offered this. I'm getting offered that. I'm like, it, it, they're like, it's crazy that th this guy got this many years for this. And I'm like, there's victims to your crimes out there. Whatever crime you did, there's a victim. There's a, if you killed this kid, there's a mother say, going to the DA saying, you're only giving him seven years. What do you mean? That was my baby. You killed my baby. I go, so it's not, there's both sides to this. You guys got to understand that. And, the, and, you know, the justice, they don't understand the justice system. Yeah, of course. They really don't. They don't understand it. And, it, and like, I, you try to teach them. And that's why it's important. That's why it's so important that everybody has legal representation. So you don't, so that you don't get taken care of. Most of these guys don't have money for an attorney. Like I said, they think if they have a paid, they say, oh, no, I'm good. I'm going home. I got a paid attorney. Okay. You know All what right. I would want? I, I probably want the guy right at, the paid it like he got this guy and this guy off for murder. Okay. So I want the guy just out of law school who wants to become that guy. Yeah. Because he's probably hungry. You know, he's probably hungry. That guy's already made a name for himself. He's charging you a $50,000 retainer. Right. You know, and they spend all their money on drugs. I watch these kids spend thousand dollars sometimes on my tour. Damn. And I'm like, yeah, where are you getting this money? Seriously. And who are these girls? Because they're selling drugs. They're, right. they're selling drugs out of the town. And it's it, it, the, the prices are way up in, in like a cigarette. OK, a cigarette is one hundred dollars in jail. Because they're not allowed to smoke. So, they, you know, they get cigarettes right. in They're one hundred dollars, one hundred dollars for a cigarette. OK, so and I try and tell them, too, I go, listen, nobody smokes anymore. Out, out, right. Out, right. In New York. out in the public. Yeah. Nobody smokes. They priced us all out of it. I used to smoke. They'll be like, yo, let me get a cigarette. I know you smoke. I go, I, I can't afford to smoke. I'm a civil servant here. They're charging twenty dollars a pack out there. I'm like, I smoked 20 years ago. They, they, they did a brilliant job of getting everybody. I don't know That's how they, how they did exactly it, but they did right. a brilliant job. Of, it's very rare to see people smoking. It's now. very rare. I don't know how it is by you. It's the same. It's almost weird to see someone smoking a cigarette. Exactly. It's like that doesn't happen anymore. Like, no. And in my lifetime, which is not that long, I remember my mother pushing me through the supermarket smoking a cigarette. Right, of course. They used to smoke on airplanes. Airplanes. Exactly airplanes imagine that now it's like oh smoking you know if there's smoke anywhere i go nobody smokes anymore that that's one of the brilliant things that never gets talked about they got they took us all off cigarettes they took us off cigarettes. and i remember when price. it happened though i remember that because i've lived on the west coast a long time and a lot of stuff like that originates on the on the coast west or east coast. yeah well, everything starts out you by you yeah. california by you, right and, you. and it was like restaurants first oh you can't smoke in restaurants and then they just taxed yep. the hell out of it and increase yeah. the price and you have to reach a certain point where the appetite is not there anymore. Yeah. And it was and you, done and you, masterfully. <laughs> yeah, masterfully. And you walked in. I'm, I'm sure you have walked into restaurants back when you were a kid. Yep. Smoking or not smoking or non-smoking. So that's exactly right. And they had the little glassed off smoking yeah. section. And there's a haze yeah. of smoke and the smoke. Haze of smoke. Like and my parents were like smoking. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> but I mean, they would like they would come in like. And I I'm like that. And the other brilliant so like sociological thing that 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 they got rid of is, is drunk driving. Now, of mm. course, there's still drunk driving. There's still drunk driving. 
But when our parents, when our parents were in their twenties, it was who's oh. who's who's good who's good to drive. Right. Who's, who's the, the least desert, drunk? Who's the DD? Okay. Yeah. Who's no, not even does any driver. Who's the least drunk? That, well, that's true with that generation. Yeah. Who's the least drunk? And when you get caught by the cops, they throw your keys into the woods and tell you to walk home. <laughs> Mothers against drunk driving right. went to went to Washington, got the laws changed. Now it's to, and it became taboo. Now it's like, what do you mean he drove home? He had four beers, and it, it becomes you become an outcast for right. drinking and driving. That's exactly they turned right. it, they changed, they they flipped the whole script on it. Yeah, I always found that Uber to be... and stuff, and it makes it a lot easier. You take the choices, you make the choices hard to do the wrong thing. And you, yeah, and people got the idea that it's bad now. Like you, you wouldn't have been like, you would have been like, what do you mean he drove home last night? Oh, I can't believe it. And they laugh it off. Now it's right. like, what do you mean he drove out of the party last night? And it's the kids, it's peer pressure. That's true. With smoking, I mean, I remember cigarettes were $2.10 a pack. That's the, the cheapest I remember. $2.10 a pack. Man. And my mother used to send me up to 7 Eleven with it on my bike with a note. And they used to give me sick. They used to give me a That's pack crazy. of cigarettes. Are you kidding? How crazy is that? That's I tell these guys. Nuts. Imagine that. I tell they don't even know OJ Simpson. <laughs> I had to explain to them how OJ Simpson is 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 connected to Kim Kardashian. They're like, "Who's OJ Simpson?" I'm like, "Who's OJ Simpson?" This is incredible, by the way. <laughs> I was like, "Everybody, sit down. Sit down. We're gonna tell. We're gonna, like, this is hey, we gotta talk about this. <laughs> telling you guys the story of OJ Simpson, okay? And how he, if he did it, it happened." Don't write a book so saying that if I did it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And it's like, if is up here in the tiniest little print, and it's, I did it. I did I'm it, like, yeah. He did it. He, listen, people are like, nah, he didn't do it. I go, listen, he did it. He definitely right. did it. They just, I mean, DNA was new back then. People yeah, didn't yeah. understand it. Okay, they heard like one in 10 million, and they were like, that can't be right. That can't right. be right. One in 10 million. So, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I have, like I said, I have fun with them in there. I have, you have to. You have to. I'm with them more than I'm with my family at the time. Do you talk to them about but, sports since you love sports so much? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I talk to them all the time. And, and like I tell them, I'm, uh, like, I even tell them I have a podcast. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I got a podcast. Because, you know, they'll be, t- and I'll say, I'll say I have. And I can't believe the, the amount of like the guests that I get. Like yeah. some of the guests are like, I'll get like the coaches of the teams and yeah. like the broadcast. And I'm like, I can't believe these guys want to come on my show. And I'll tell them about it. And they'll be like, no, I bet you don't play basketball. But I shoot, I can play. I was like, I played forever. And you know what else I do is, and you gotta, you gotta lie sometimes. You can't really lie to inmates because they'll know. They know you. They'll know when you're lying. Okay, yeah. that's why I'm honest. The one thing, sometimes if they'll have me like cornered, I did this one time, a couple times actually. They're like, they're they're, they're pressing me for something. They kind of like yeah. it's surrounding me. They'll be like, how about we knock you out? I go, listen, you want to do this? That's fine. You want to do this? That's fine. We can do this. I go, but just know that I'm a two-time state champion wrestler. <laughs> And they're like, what? I go, yeah, two-time state champion wrestler. So I will have you on your back with your arm broken before the fight even starts. And they're like, well, I go, listen, it was a long time ago, but I was two-time state champion wrestler, and I will have you on your back before you even know the fight starts. So they'll end up backing off, and my partner will be like, you two-time state champion wrestler? I'm like, no, nah, never wrestled a day in my life. <laughs> but they don't know that. Of course they right? do. Right? They didn't, they didn't call my bluff. Luckily this time, they didn't call my bluff. So like, you know, sometimes you just got to be creative. And like they say to me all the time, they're like, oh, you're a movie. You're a movie. They think I should be a comedian or, you know, yeah. And I tell them that's what I went to school for. I went to school to be a broadcaster. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. You know, now 20 years later, I do it dude, on a podcast. Yeah. But I, I like I said, I love it. I love the podcast. I love the the I, I, I enjoy my job and I know I get to retire one day. I've been out there. I've worked those crappy jobs Yeah. You know, for big billionaire companies. 
trust me, they don't care about you. They don't. They definitely don't. <laughs> you know, so and civil service, and and I like telling these stories. Listen, if if I was a police officer, you know what police officers do. You see police officers every day. You probably never spoken to a correction officer. Never. I've spoken to never. plenty of police officers. Plenty of them. They, they, and you. listen, they, it's an honorable job, and they do yeah. the same. And they, but you know what a police officer does. Yeah, of course. You don't know what I do. No. You don't know what I do. You like you don't know most people. When I tell them a story, I'll be like, "Yeah, so I'm out on the floor, and like we're on the floor with them. It's basically like a room, me and yeah. fifty of them. Okay, and I'll be like, I'm on the floor, and then this happened. They go, wait, 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 what do you mean you're on the floor? And that's where the story stops because now I have to explain. Yeah, they're like, you're not like in a bubble. Do you have a gun? No, I don't have a gun. They take the gun and shoot me with it. In Ten minutes, I might kill two of them for sure. Now I carry, I have a gun outside a job and I have a gun when I take them on a hospital run. So, you know, that, and I never shot a gun in my life before this job. I don't need guns. You know, I got yeah. these blue eyes and a sense of humor and that's all I got. <laughs> You're like, I disarm them with that. You know, yeah, how, how often are the incidents like in a year since you've been there? How often are, <sighs> are there incidents that you have to attend to? Oh, I mean, every day, like when I, every day, like um, when I first started, I was on the midnight, right? So we, we were getting some meal, meal breaks. Yeah. You could now, when you go on a meal break, it's 40 minutes, you go, you see, you can't leave the facility one, cause you're on an Island and, but you have to respond. You're the response team to alarms. So an alarm will go off and you got to respond. You got to suit up and, and you go to the alarm. A lot of times you'd go to a meal at three in the morning and You'd be gone for two hours. You wouldn't, you know, because you'd be responding to alarms because there's dorms and there's also cells. So the dorms, they're just beds in a room. Yeah. So they, they, you know, they can fight at any time. Um, there's, there's a, there's, oh, there's multiple alarms every day. I mean, I'll have, sometimes I'll go like, uh, you know, multiple weeks with having two uses of force every week. And now like most of my uses of force are like, uh, you know, most of mine are, are OC chemical agents because i spray mm -hmm. but some people you know anything and you take it you go to a guy walks out the gate right he's standing in the way he's sticking it up he's like yo i ain't going i ain't going back in what do you mean you're not going back in i ain't going back in so now eventually we're gonna have to come and put you back in we can't have you just sitting there now I, what i usually do is they're just looking for attention i'll just ignore them you ain't going back in i gotta get to the clinic i got chest pains that's the big thing, because the, the, technically what you're supposed to do is if someone is, I'm not a doctor is what they teach you. I'm not you're not a doctor. How do you know if he has chest pains or not? Right now, I'll tell them now there's air conditioning in the clinic. So in the summer, ah. they all have chest pains and I'll have like 15 guys. Like, yo, I got to get to the clinic. I got these chest pains, bro. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, come on. What are the odds that I have 40 perfectly healthy men, 18 to 20 and 15 of them have chest pains at the same time. I was like, come on. I go, you know what? Like I've never had chest pains. You know why? Cause I'm not 80 years old and I'm not 300 pounds. Right. That's why. So I've never had chest pains. So I'm going to roll the dice. I'm not getting you to the clinic because the clinic's going to kill me if I send 15 of you down there yeah. at two in the morning. So sorry. Well, they'll be like, I got a headache. I got to go to the clinic, call a medical emergency. I'm like, you know what I do when I have a headache in the middle of the night, I go to sleep. I don't go to the doctor right. at three in the morning and be like, I got a headache doc. Go to sleep. Stop. So, yeah, the, the, you know, you learn how to jail. You learn it's it's a different environment. Nobody knows how to do this job when they start. You just kind of develop right. your own develop way. It. Just be yourself yeah. is the best way I can describe it. Be yourself because they're going to they're going to know if you're not yourself.
how do you uh, how does this translate to like i mean you're going into this very different environment for work and then you come home how does how, what's the kind of decompression from that or what is that like for you it's it's tough i like to think i handle it better than a lot of people but on some aspects i'm sure i don't um there's a the divorce rate is very high um you you don't see your your spouse a lot sometimes um when i was working the midnights we had two ships passing in the night and it was you know just i'd work from 11 till one in the afternoon sometimes or, or 11 and then we just we wouldn't see each other you know it'd be like all right meet you for meet you tuesday for yeah. sex and then that'll be it you yeah. know and then but like you don't you don't see each other so the divorce rate is high um a lot of they said that they, from what I understand, I don't really see it because I don't get involved. You know, I don't I don't you know what where I eat. So people are like the 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 infidelity rate is very high at where at the job between like officers and stuff. But it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And I like to think I handle it well because I'm just I feel I like to think I'm easy going. I just let stuff roll off. I'm not bothered by stuff. I really try not to let stuff stress me out that I can't control. Like I'm not screaming and yelling because the guy is honking his horn. Because I can't control that, yeah. So it's not worth my my stress. So, but yeah, it's a it's a problem. Um, there it's a problem. That's why we die early because of the stress. People stress the wrong stuff. I'm like, who cares? Yeah. You know, like don't stress that. Don't stress everything. This is your job. You know, did come do your job and go home. Like they, you know. But yeah, it's it, it's a problem. That's a problem. Stress is a problem. Plus, you're yeah. working these long hours. Yeah, you do twenty hours, like twenty hours. Like, come on. Like, where do you ever hit twenty? Now, if you do twenty hours, you get the next day off. Okay, that's I how see. it works. So during the pandemic, but it's not. That's what people would say. I'd go over leave someone at eighteen hours. And they'd be like, Nah, bro, come come back. Go find something to do for two hours. <laughs> right. They want that I'm like, day off. I'm like, yeah. you you know it's bad when we're rooting for twenty hours. Right. That's bad. Yeah, you, know, you know it's bad. Like, and you you come in and you'd be like. 20 it's not like you're going to the beach the next day okay after 20 hours you come home you sit on the couch you usually don't even make it into your bedroom you're out knocked out yeah you know you're knocked out so it's not like we should be rooting for that and and with the overtime it's hard but the money's good like i say like you mm. we make good money we make we got good benefits and we only got to do 20 years the job's not for everybody that the corrections the job is not for anybody not for everybody but anybody can do the job so the job is not for everybody, but anybody can do the job. Some of the best officers in the world are five foot little females. They walk into that housing area and they run the show. They run it. They run the show. So in what's there. kind of a general, maybe psych profile for a good correctional officer, you think? Just generalize. I know it's not. Uh, you know, I, I would say somebody who they're not going they're, they're, they're to be crippled by their fear. Mm. Okay. Everybody's a little scared. It's not normal if you go in there and then 20 guys start cutting each other up out of nowhere and you're not a little scared, but you can't be crippled by it. And you don't know how you're going to act until that, that moment comes. I had no idea if I was going to be able to, if I, it turns out I, I'm, I'm fantastic at it. I love it. I'm like, I spray them all in the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, you, you can't be crippled by your fear. Come to work. You have to have a good work ethic. You have to be ready to work and look at the bright side of stuff. And also, understand people i'm good at reading people i'm the kind of person that like i walk into like like i don't know i, I can make friends i can adjust my my personality how it needs to be adjusted right. at the moment yes and you know like that that's how like you got to be 
know your audience is how I say it. Know your audience. Like, I know what jokes I can tell at some places. Like, some people, you don't want to tell them inappropriate jokes at the wrong place. You don't want to be telling, you know, a sex joke in front of your grandparents. Of course. It's not going to happen. But, like, know your audience. Know, know who these guys are. Know that, they, you know, they're people. And they're just detainees. They, yeah, I get it. Most, 98% of them are guilty. But they're detainees. They are innocent. As far as the, the law looks at it, they are innocent. They have not been convicted yet of this, these crimes. You know, they are awaiting trial. They are detainees. So you got to look at it from their point of view. Don't be upset about things you can't control. Okay? And if you need to talk to people, talk to people. Go talk to someone. Listen, we go. there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. Okay? We are all, we're all got a lot going on. It's complex, here. man. Okay, you're not, you know, you, we're all crazy. We're all, I would love to have this figured out. Right. What's going on up here? You know, that, that that would be great to have this figured out. So talk to people, you know, and don't be stupid. Don't be stupid, dude. You know, a lot of, yeah. a lot of the kids, a lot of officers, young officers end up bringing in stuff and they get caught and ah. they get arrested. You know, I'm like, you're throwing it away for what? $50,000, even if it's fifty, sixty thousand dollars Maybe ten million. I might think about it. Ten million. <laughs> right for Man. ten. There's a there's a price. <laughs> I said, well, listen. You know what I say? I say everybody has a price. Yeah. Mine is ten million. Okay. So nobody's paying you ten million. No. That's no. good. Some people's that is good. price is twenty five hundred dollars. Because everybody's got a price. Listen, you'd sure. be an idiot. Not to, I'm not bringing in weapons with a hundred million dollars. Yeah, no. But nobody no. has a hundred million dollars. Right. I mean, you know, the billionaire, a billionaire is not in Rikers Island ready to give you. A well, Weinstein was in there. <laughs> we, had, we, you know, we had Weinstein in there. Good luck to him up there. He's going to. I mean, it could be know. bad. Honestly, it could be bad. Yeah. What about the older <laughs> inmates? Are there, do you ever talk to the older inmates? What's their yes, mindset yeah. like? You know, they, they are. They've, they, they've, they, 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 I'm glad you brought that up because I tell the kids all the time, look, like the guy who worked brings the food. They're, they're usually workers in the jail because yeah. the inmates, uh, they run the jail. They, they do most right. of the jobs in the jail. I don't right. do any jobs. I'm not cleaning or, or making food or bringing food. They, they do that. So the older inmates, I tell the, I tell them, and they'll try and tell the kids, hey, listen, don't be like me. I was you. You know, they'll be the one in the dorm that's sleeping next to the officer, closest bed to the officer. Just, you know, they're old timers. They and they get it now. They know they threw their life away. Most of them have they've been coming in and out, drugs, or they 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 steal stuff, or you know, just stuff related to drugs. Or, and I'll tell the them all the time. I go, go when the guy that brings your food, when this guy's acting up or this kid's acting up, I'll be like, you know, the guy that brings the food, and then they they're, they're all nice to them. The inmates, they don't give them a hard time. They're the you know, they're the old timers. I'll go, why don't you ask him? Because he was you. 30, 40 years ago, running around here, gang signs, cool to be in a gang. A lot of them still think it's cool to be locked up. It's not cool to be locked up. Talk to this guy. He's been locked up now in and out of here for 30 years. You know, he'll tell you, don't listen to me. You don't want to listen to me because you don't relate to me. I'm a Long Island kid who was rich and privileged and whatever. You don't want to listen to me. I get it. Talk to him because he's you 30 years from now. You know, they talking about the women and this and that. I go, listen, it's not, listen, everybody gets laid. Yeah. Everybody gets laid. Okay, then look around. There's people everywhere. Of course. Ugly people, fat people, gay people, straight people. How do you think all these uh, people got here? <laughs> like, everybody gets laid. I go, it's not like this big thing, okay, to be getting laid anymore. Yeah. Okay, so don't be bragging. You know who doesn't get laid? Inmates. Inmates don't get laid. 
you know, and they'll be then they like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna do your mother and this and I go, you don't know where my mother lives. I'll take out that floor card. I'll be like, but I got your mother's address right here. Tell her to be ready at six. Yeah. And then, you know, and then I'm like, oh, I can't go back to that house tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so, but but the old timers, yeah, the old timers, you know, they kind of they're quiet. They do the right thing because they know. Listen, they already they and some of them try to help out the younger kids. Some of them do. And they try to be like, yo, you don't want to do this. The younger yeah. kids get it after a little while. They're like, yeah, this is terrible. They'll be walking around. They'll be sitting there. You know, and I talk to them. So, like, like, like I said, they hate me when I come and hate me. Racist. I'm I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm strict. Just try to explain to them. I don't care if you do drugs, but I don't want I like my vacation days because they take your vacation days. Yeah. We lose vacation days for anything. If I have a use of force, there's three cells open in the back. I'm going to lose four days. Mm. I'm not giving you four days. No. I'm not giving you four days. Sorry. You want to go smoke in the day room? That's your business. I'm not going to bother. You want to fight? Listen, I get it. Jail stuff is going to happen. There's going to be fights here. Fight in the day room. Don't be fighting in the cell. Right. Because, well, like, you know, find them in the cell and they'll be like, oh, yo, just keep it moving. Keep it moving. We ain't good. We ain't doing. I go, what are you, what if you're going to cut him? No, we ain't like that here. I go, that's what everybody says. <laughs> they all say <laughs> that's, what, that's what every officer hears right before he gets suspended. <laughs> <laughs> right before he gets suspended. <laughs> And you know, they'll be like, come on, just get out of here. Go, what are you doing? And they laugh. Like, like I said, they hate me. And then they usually end up liking me. Yeah. Because you know why? They don't expect me to be like the kind of officer. They expect me to be able to intimidate me. And I like, I don't let them intimidate me. Yeah. You know, you just got to stand tall and fake it till you make it. That's what I say. Fake it well, till you make but it. But are there correctional officers who kind of fit the narrative of a kind of a tough guy and yeah. very in your face? And, and do they do well in those environments? Um. Yes and no. There were there were there were a bigger bigger you know big guys in yeah. there. A lot of them you know, and then these kids, these guys will be like you know, um, they won't mess with them. But sometimes sometimes they're not good officers. Sometimes they'll be, yeah. you know, there's a lot of officers who they know somebody. They have a hook, so their their aunt is the deputy warden in one of the facilities, right? So they come in and they have this cushy post. They're the secretary for the warden. They they they're doing nothing. They're pushing papers, and then all of a sudden their hook retires because your hook was obviously on the job for a while. If they, right. they were already somebody, when you came on their hook retires, now they get transferred to get thrown on the B post, which is on the floor. So now they got two stripes, 10 years on their arm and they don't know what to do because they're on the floor. They'd never been on yeah. the floor. I had bad days when I was, I had an inmate actually is a, a quick story for you. He spit on me, right? Three days in a row, he was he spit on me he's saying, I'm going to murder you. I'm going to murder your family. And it sounds different when they use the word murder. It just kind of sounds like they might do it. And I'm like, yo, I don't even know you. And he, he was just real angry at me. Three days in a row, he, he, he spit on me, he splashed me. And they were like, yo, what is it? What, what is it with him? And he would be like, no, he's racist. He's calling me the N word. He's doing this. And they're like, no, he's not. No, he's not. We know he's not. So it's the, what is it? And he said, you know what? He goes, he goes, all right. He goes, five years ago, he was my officer in my housing area. And he gave an order to get me beat up and moved out of the housing area. So I pulled him aside the next day. I was like, listen, I go, I know, I, I heard what you think. I, you probably were in my housing area. You probably got beat up. I was, when I worked that housing area, I was a year on the job. I was not ordering the bloods around who to take out in the housing area. I go think there was me and 50 dudes. I was just lucky to get out of it every day. So, and I apologize. I was like, I apologize if that happened to you. I really do. I apologize, but I'm sorry. I did not. I was, I wasn't ordering the bloods around. You think the bloods are like, I'm like, take him off the count. 
Right. Come on. And like, we kind of worked it out. Like, but he really thought that, you know, he really thought that. So like, and to me, that's like, I don't want pe- people to think that I don't want him to think that I ordered to, but I had those tough days. And when you have those tough days like that, when you first start, now you can work anywhere right now. I can go to work any housing area. No problem. I will not have any, I mean, I'll have an issue, but I, I know what to do. I'll deal with it. Right. These new officers that work these cushy posts, all right, yeah, you're getting good, but you one day you're a correction officer. You're going to be on the floor. Because when you walked out of that civil service test, if someone said to you, tell me what a correction officer is, you would have described, you wouldn't, you didn't describe admin or personnel or sitting in the clinic or warden's assistant. You know, you described something that resembles being on the floor with these inmates. Yeah. So that's the job we signed up for. And if you don't want to do it, then I don't know what to tell you. As long as you're fair to these guys and you do the right thing and you try to help them, a lot of the problems stem because they don't get their, their minimum standards. Yeah. Some of them go like a week without wreck. Yeah. Like that's not right. To, 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 listen, I don't care who you are or what you did. You deserve to see the sun sometimes. Of course. You know, and I get it. They'll, they'll, they'll act up and I'll be like, listen, I get it. I get why you're acting up. You haven't gotten wrecked. I can't get you wrecked. We don't have the staff right now. Yeah. The staff didn't show to work. It's the weekend. Correctional officers don't work on the weekend. You should see the weekend there. It looks like you're closed. <laughs> wow. Jeez, man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I tell you, it's just been pretty enlightening, man. It's uh, just to learn. I'm glad you're telling this. I mean, more people need to talk about things that a lot of people don't know about, regardless of what the environment is, because it just helps people to understand the reality of a situation Absolutely. versus just watching a movie, hearing about it on some, you know, um, thing that is not a, a good representation. Yeah. So thanks for telling your story. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Please tell everyone I can check out your sports show and everything. Yeah. Um, Hey, listen, if you're a sports fan, the name of the show is Locked Up Sports. Um, Our website is www.lockedupsports.net. Listen, I'm I'm just as passionate as you heard me about jail. I'm even more passionate about sports and more knowledgeable. Um, We have great guests. We have uh, it's mostly geared towards New York, but we talk anything. We're funny. Right. I'm pretty funny. I think so. I like to, I like to think I am at least. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, listen, check us out. We're anywhere. Podcasts are available. We are anywhere. Um, we're on once a week, uh, twice a week. We do a show on, we release a show on Friday and then I release a weekend wrap up on Sunday. So check us out. we got a new one just released. we got a new one coming up tomorrow. Talk NFL, anything, anything you want, but uh, yeah, give us a check out. That's locked up sports. And it's www.lockedupsports.net. And we, you know, we also have YouTube and all the other things. But that go to the website. That'll get you to everywhere you need to go. Fantastic. Bob, that was wonderful, man. Seriously. Awesome. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Easy Had a good to time. Talk to, man. Yeah. 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 You know, I like to make you feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? A podcast host talking to each other is great because you know the deal. You yeah, know how yeah, to fill yeah. the time and you know how to well, there's talk. a lot of bad podcasts. There's a lot of bad so, podcasts. No, no, there's a lot of bad <laughs> podcasts. So I always tell people, I'm like, just because you want to do it doesn't mean you should do it. Like, if you want to be a host of a show, you got to have charisma, man. You got to be able to yeah, chat yeah. And hold a conversation. You just, come on. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, well, I can tell like you, like you, you didn't, you had maybe three or four questions. You just go, you go with the conversation. Just you talk do, to me. Well, you know, that's what I do. You seem like the type of guy. It's like you like to talk. And you're going to tell your story. I love the sound of my own voice. But, you know, like there's certain people that you ask them a question and they tell you something. And like a minute later, pulling teeth and you're like, okay, I got to carry this conversation. (laughs) 
yeah, which is yeah. fine. Some people, yeah. it's like you gotta kind of get that out of them. You are not one of those people. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. You just I didn't go. even need you here. You could have just said corrections officer, go, and I could have done the whole show. Right, exactly. <laughs> but you did a good job. You did a good Thank job. You. But yeah, Thank you. Yeah, check, check, yeah, you check out my show too, all right? Of course. I, I tell tell your pops. Tell your pops to check out my show. Okay. Big Giants fan. Absolutely. Okay. I will definitely tell them. All right, Bob. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Bob, everyone.